United States submarine base at Key West, Florida. A dispatch that quoted President Truman's press secretary, Charles Ross, as saying that President Truman has no knowledge of any secret project by this government that would give substance to the existence of such objects. Ross also said that both the Air Force and the Navy deny that such objects Uh. And we're recording, and we're live. Ugh. Ugh. Man, I'm so irritated today. Tell me why. <laughs> um, let's start off with our 10-minute therapy session really quick. Yeah, 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 so, yeah, yeah. so first of all, um, something is going on with my right knee, and it's age. I maybe potentially age is a factor. Um, and it's to the point now where like, it's not hurting as bad as it was, but if I just get it the right way, if I just walk a certain way, if I just turn a certain direction, it feels like I'm going to die. And I just want to like pop my kneecap off. Like it's the top of a paint can. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you think it's from all the weather changes? I know when the weather changes in my old age, I can feel a (laughs) storm coming in. Mm Mm-hmm. Or is it like a different, what kind of pain is it? Let's diagnose you. Okay. Um, I'll put it into WebMD. Yeah. It's probably going to be like bone cancer. cancer. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So tell me your symptoms. Your knee hurts. Uh-huh. It's like a pressure pain sometimes. It feels like pressure building up. That's why I say I want to pop it like a fucking paint can. Because it just feels like if I popped my knee, like, you know, when you can't pop your knuckle and it starts to feel yeah. like that's kind of what it feels like. But then sometimes it'll feel like a rubber band about to snap. Okay. Uh, you have osteoarthritis or your knee is dislocated. Okay. <laughs> so really good um, options. As someone who's dislocated their knee, it didn't feel like it needed to pop. I felt like uh, I just had no strength in my knee. Mm. I wouldn't say that it hurt. I taped it back in a place with KT tape. So I'm just going to diagnose that for you. Okay. Thanks. And look at me yeah. now. Fine. Yeah. Falling apart, held together with purple children's glue and yeah. good intentions. No, um, thanks to you. I have like five doctor's appointments coming up that are going to cost me thousands of dollars. So go I fuck can't yourself. Wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that. <laughs> Love that for you. So excited. You got bullied into getting a pap smear for the first time in 10 years. You fucking yeah. hag. You know what they fucking told me about the pap smear? What? Normal. Waste of time. Good. Good. You stupid bitch. Um, second thing on my agenda of complaining mm-hmm. is that I was driving today and it sounded almost like at first I thought that my roller skates were like rolling around in the trunk. Right. And then that wasn't the case. And then it started to sound like my car was falling apart. So naturally I called my dad because yeah, that's their job. That's their fucking job. And he was like, Oh, it sounds like the tailpipes loose or something. Anyway, don't drive it. You don't want it to come completely off. So the moment I was told not to drive my car, I immediately felt like trapped. Like I just felt like I felt like just be like, ah, I've got to get out. Even though, get out. Go, even though we go, don't go anywhere per se and you order all your food to your home. It's literally so true. I work from home. I the thought is like me every day. I'll just stay home. Me the moment I 
can't drive my car. I'm like, well, I've got to go to Target yeah. immediately. <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking feel you, man. Today was one of those doozies where I was like, Oliver, take me to the lake. And as we we're driving, I'm like, the air is gross. I don't want to go. And then I insisted that he go to Smith's and buy me a bag of French fries and also a non-edible treat. And he brought me flowers and I just sat in the car and cried. <laughs> that was kind of my day oh just, my god man what a fucking day yeah man if i wasn't back on ssris i would probably cry too man um, i'm on snris don't do a thing for me you need to change <laughs> i can't they keep my brain from fucking bleeding all day oh yeah you've got <sighs> you've got a special one you've got the weird counting disorder yeah <laughs> well also those weird headaches they're trying to prevent that's why i have to get oh. i have to get three angiograms and two mras which i didn't know mras existed mras are like mris but for your blood vessels they want to make sure i don't die Ooh, make sure really you get copies of those pictures that would be I, very cool to hang up i'm gonna ask for him i also had to order a bunch of plastic jewelry what uh because like they were like, you have to take out your septum, you have to take oh. out your belly ring, you have to take out your piercings, like mm. all of them. And I was like, Ugh. so for the whole month of my birthday, instead of looking fly, I'm gonna have all these plastic piercings in my face. <laughs> You're gonna look like Cookie Monster pajamas outside of a Walmart. Yeah, I'm gonna look like Walmart for sure. I look like Walmart right now, so I'm really just embracing it further. I feel you on that. I'm in that same boat. I am not having. I am not feeling good. No. Um, but it's okay. Um, it's fine. You know, what's the worst that's going to happen? Um, honestly, my car I'm, is <laughs> irreplaceable. Yeah. Honestly, our trajectory is going to continue until we give up and die. This is that's life, baby. That's the meaning of life. <laughs> that is what it is. But I will say um, being trapped in my home did give me an excuse to order DoorDash, which I haven't done in a while because I was spending a lot of money on DoorDash by doing the same thing. I'd be like, well, you're staying in to edit. You might as well treat yourself. And then when, but when you treat yourself every day for seven yeah. days straight, it's no longer a treat. It, adds and it, up. Is, it is a habit. I've been... Um, Oh, fucking speaking of habits. What? We're talking about nuns today. That was a good segue, Noel. That was a good segue. Oh, well, my hold God. On, wait. Okay, yeah. Hey, what's up? My name's Noel, and I am not feeling good. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Chelsea. I'm that feeling you get when you walk by the mirror and you just go. <sighs> yeah. Also, oh, my God. Do you want to hear the real tragedy? I, You know I always do. Before we talk about nuns. Yeah, before we talk about actual tragedy, let's talk about our first world problems some more. I would like to tell you about my personal 9-11, where I... <laughs> okay, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> I don't think you can say that, but let's go. I just did. Okay. Oh, my God. You want to know why? Because you'll never forget. Um, I <laughs> wish I could. I do this. God. I was eating. So I ordered curry and I was eating it in the kitchen because I don't have a table. So I was standing over my stove eating it like a pirate. And for whatever reason, as I held the bite, and this is how I know I'm doomed (laughs) as a person, as I had the bite in my mouth, mid swallow, okay, it hadn't even gone like down my little gullet. I don't know what the term is. <laughs> I think the- gullet is correct. <laughs> like a bird. 
<laughs> at the same exact time, dude. At the same exact time. This is also how I know God is dead, man. I sneezed and rice came out. <laughs> oh, <Jesus>. So fucking gross. <laughs> Bro, it hurts so bad. Dude, you're <laughs> breaking down the nasal barriers. You gotta stop snorting Adderall, man. <laughs> That's disgusting. I would. And you're gross. I would never snore Adderall. I swallow it like an adult. <laughs> but Dude, so here's sick. the here's the kicker. Not only did it burn like a thousand suns, yeah, my yeah. stupid fucking dogs were standing all around my feet waiting for a scratch. <laughs> so I turned to sneeze. I have wine in my mouth. I have <laughs> and all the fucking snot, right? <laughs> perched in the corner <laughs> so anyway that happened no more than 10 minutes ago and i still feel like there's something stuck in my nose i'm gonna you have know, like neti pot about i it. was wondering why it was taking you so long to get into That's the zoo because you were why. just feeding your dogs aggressively <laughs> that is so gross man oh, man well hilarious and gross my, welcome to my hell <laughs> man yeah. So anyway, watch me get like a mean, fucking, wicked sinus infection because there's a piece of rice lodged in there. Speaking of sinuses, I tried a neti pot one time and it leaked out of my ears. So I think my sinuses <laughs> are fucked up, bro. Yeah, I felt like bro? there was water in my ears, bro. That's not how no, that should fucking work. No fluid came out of my nose at all, and it just went into my head. How we know your head is completely fucking empty. Yeah, just sloshing so around in there. It's full, of, it's full of like fucking distilled water from the neti pot. <laughs> Fuck off. So uh, hopefully they see that on the MRI. Whoa. Speaking of um speaking of 9-11. I can't believe you of, called that your own 9-11. Isn't it though? If you think I wish about I could have died too. Um that's nasty. <laughs> Uh, if yeah, if you think about it, that is my own personal 9-11. So <laughs> I'm in a lot of pain. We are very brave. Thank uh, you. 
on par with being a firefighter. I know it's like, it's like me dealing with the curry rice firefighters, military personnel. Yeah. That's the order. You want to know what I just went through? Oliver was waving at me. And then when I waved back, he flipped me off. So that's kind of him. Now he's throwing things at me and now he is mooting me. Oh, (laughs) I like how your face didn't change at all, though. Well, Oliver, like, will sleep naked. I'm about to just expose his whole life. Do it. Oliver will sleep naked, but he'll sleep like a painting of God, like, breathing life into David, where he's fully, like, sprawled out, gooch and all. Yeah. Just blurp. Yeah. And if I one time tried to uh, cover his nethers and he was like, <laughs> <laughs> like remember, like, I think it was you I texted when I went on, like, my first date with him. Like, well, when I went to his his home for the first time, mm-hmm. he peed with the door open and pulled his pants down. And I was like, this man's going to murder me. Yeah, I do actually specifically remember that text because I was like, I'm not sure if that's a good sign or a red flag. Bring it up. Yeah, now he's mad. That's what you get for well, me on air. So you want to know, you want to know some terrible truths right now? I absolutely would fucking love to hear some terrible truths right now. So not only if this man, if this man hears this, he's going to be so upset. Let's, um, I can tell but, us about the vaping in bed story. Cause that's my favorite story. <laughs> no, <he'll die> <laughs> so, um, shout out to him though, for quitting vaping immediately after I braided him. That's <laughs> yeah. some real king shit. Yeah, shout out to people changing their behaviors by being aggressively bullied into it. (laughs) (laughs) Just bravery, man. That is brave. Um, So this, my gentleman suitor, um, I think sometimes snores in a way that would rival Oliver. But unlike you, I'm conditioned because I have Cora. So it doesn't really bother me too much. But like sometimes the snores sound like, especially if he's had a wee bit of alcohol, it'll sound like actual zombie noises. It goes past human snore sounds and just goes straight like. No, the you it sounds like you get reprieve. (laughs) My gentleman suitor. Whether he have a bit of alcohol or not, snores mm-hmm. on the intake and the fucking outtake. <laughs> <It was> just... <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you. But, but you want to know the kicker? Yeah. Yeah. They both sleep naked like Renaissance paintings. <laughs> what the? What is that? <laughs> what the? And then and I'm, so, a little, I'm a little ball in the corner on the edge of the bed. Yeah. Like, Thank you for this strap fabric. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. I have, I have the fan blowing on my face because they're he's they're, uh, the aggressive passing of gas, which is also happening. <laughs> I have to create a breeze of it away from me, and I'm just crying into my sleep. And I get two hours of sleep every night. I wake up with dried out bloodshot eyes, wondering why my brain and my sinuses don't work. I oh. love, I love Chelsea was telling us about uh, a an, uh, specifically terrible night of trying to sleep with um, an animal next to her and that her watch registered the entire night as a nap, as a 30 minute nap. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my God. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's, I'm clearly fine. It's fine. Speaking You're clearly of fine. Suffering. Yeah. Speaking of. If anyone ever wonders why I'm so nasally, though, it's because my entire head is broken. And I'm aware of it every day. 
It's full of that neti pot, yeah. neti pot fucking liquid Dude, from I like three years ago. The fluid didn't go down my throat. I don't know where it went. It never came out. Didn't sneeze it out. Didn't swallow it. It's just sloshing around until I absorbed it uh, into my nose, much like you do with curry, apparently. Um, <laughs> and I can't believe we could have segued on that covet thing. I'm sorry. The habit. We could have segued on the habit. Speaking of habits, there you 12 go. years ago. Uh, or art, I don't know. Let's talk about us being artists in Renaissance paintings for a second. Um, let's talk about 19th century art. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Fun, right? My favorite, my favorite type of art. Yeah. So, um, if you were to study 19th century art, um, you would quickly get the feel that modernism slowly began to take over artistic taste, which was essentially shifting focus <clears throat> from the church to the public and other individuals. Um, if you're like me, Noel, I didn't mm-hmm. really know what that meant. Um, I did take art classes in school, but I did not like them. Um, oh. I, well, art history classes. They were kind of dry. Um, but well, like 19th century art is more of like Monet and stuff like that. Like uh, Woman yeah. with a Parasol, I think is what it's called. The Bitch with the Umbrella, as like I like to call it. Yeah. Or the like... Uh, I think I think it was like a revolutionary painting. I, anyway, it's it literally what you said. It's more people and individuals. Yeah. And essentially, if you they didn't have cameras, so they did paintings. You would get people at a park. Yep. You yep. get people on a date. You get people on a ship. You would mm-hmm. get um, like the Van Gogh cafe paintings, like just where you would put a camera on Instagram. It's a it's a painting. Right. So you nailed it on the head. Um, Artists like Monet, Manet, Van Gogh dominated this entire movement and are still like some of the most renowned artists worldwide. And as famous as the painters get, um, also the subjects of the paintings themselves can also get crazy famous. Um, Mona Lisa, Girl with the Pearl Earring, Whistler's Mother. All of these reflect a secondary theme in art, which completely transcends the century they were created in. And that was the artists paint what matters. And to these men, it was the women of their paintings. And so when something like modernism takes an entire movement by storm, where we're shifting religious paintings to more common people paintings, Mm -hmm. um, we start to notice trends. And within modernism, there was a, a whopping 70 different paintings that we're all done to the same woman. And so it's important that we take note as to why that woman was important and why she was a subject of some of these immaculate paintings. She was a fucking baddie. Yeah. yeah and, but if I said Mariana de Levia or Levia, Leva, uh, you Labia. Yeah. Mariana de Levia. You wouldn't, I, I didn't bat an eye personally. I have no idea who um, that bitch is. I would even say that if I spoke about the nun of Monza, you would unblink so hard mm-hmm. that your eyeball would dry out like the sun and we would all die. Yeah. I don't know who that bitch is. Yeah. Me either. Um, so let's talk about her. She seems Please. cool. Uh, and let's really dive into her past and let's really um, take a look at what made her so fascinating that she took over an art movement that ended up completely eclipsing <clears throat> the Catholic church. I uh, love to see it. So on December 4th, 1575, Mariana was born in Milan, Italy, and she was born into a crazy uh, affluent family. 
Her dad, Martino, was actually the son of the Prince of Ascoli, who was a military general who was so fucking important during the Italian War of 1521 that the emperor himself gifted him an entire county. He was just like, here you go. Thanks for your service. Um, and Marianne, I was happy when relatives gave me $5 in the mail. Yeah. Remember when you graduated from high school and it was just like, rolling in it. Um, actually, I don't because my family stopped caring about me after I turned 10. Mm. that when Zoe was born? Yeah. Happy birthday, Zoe. (laughs) Happy birthday, Zoe. She's 21 today. Weird. (laughs) I remember talking about infant Zoe essentially 10 years ago. Yeah. That's weird. I know, because literally, I know. Don't talk about it. People will figure out how old we are. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Um, So merely yesterday, Noelle's sister was born. Um, We're both 21. Yeah. And, uh, much like Noelle and I, mm-hmm. not like Noelle and I at all. Um, our, uh, Mariana's mother, Virginia, was actually the daughter of one of the richest men in the country. And so, needless to say, there wasn't much that little Mariana could want for. Um, but she didn't really get to appreciate her lifestyle of affluence before it all fell, uh, fell apart. Because, on par with the times, uh, Mariana's mom died very, very shortly after giving birth to her. And the caretaking of the baby was passed on to wet nurses and aunts who ended up looking after the little girl when her father really just could not be bothered. And obviously, shortly after Mariana's mother died, the fight for her inheritance really began. And while Mariana's mom wanted to leave her half of her fortune, her dad and her other siblings did one better because they had children from other marriages. So obviously, like, the youngest baby isn't going to get jack shit despite being like the legitimate child of both parents um so and when i say they did one better i mean that they actually took everything the little girl had kicked her out of the house and sent her off to live with her aunt that's very on brand for the time as well like it's it's like a shakespeare yeah uh, it was so so easy to like get well first of all it was so easy to just get rid of children and just send them off to the catholic church and say that they yeah. were they needed to become a nun. A lot of families would do it um, if they couldn't afford, like especially having a lot of da- daughters, you couldn't really mm-hmm. afford to like maintain that. So they would just send them off to become nuns. It's like um that was like one of the themes in the witch, the Vavitch is like as soon as a girl become like hits puberty, she becomes the enemy of the mm-hmm. house, you know? Yeah. Complete tangent from here. I've just been thinking about that a lot lately. Yeah, you've been thinking about how women are the enemy of, a, of the yeah. house. I just been thinking about puberty because it happened so recently for me because I'm so young. Yeah. Uh, probably too young. That joke went too far. <laughs> uh, no, you can be 21 and going through puberty. Sure. Uh, why not? We can all lie on the internet. Exactly. No one um, knows if it's not real. Yeah. And so... We can speak pretty highly about Mariana's aunt. Like she did do a good job. She raised her well um, and she lived really happy with her aunt and she wasn't bothered by the greed of the rest of her family. Like her aunt did a really good job at shielding her from the bullshit of the rest of the family. She was like, fine, it's a game, but we ain't playing. Like Mm -hmm. we'll make it on our own. So her aunt was just like, keep the money. I got the kid. I'm happy. I'm going to raise her great. And so while Mariana grew up in solitude, her inheritance was spent by her shitty father and he just bounced across Europe partaking in business affairs, which, so essentially he was just a socialite. Okay. Um, He didn't really do anything. He didn't make money. He only spent it. 
And oh, what a dream. What a yeah, right? dream. A catch. It's weird too, that he came from this like amazing, like successful family. And then you just get a dud. Yeah. You know, like yeah. he had everything handed to him on a silver platter and he still fucking sucked. Well, I mean, I think that's the problem, right? Is when you s- spoil someone too much, they lose all ability to be good. Yeah. And that's absolutely what happened with uh, her dad and the rest of her family. Like, except her aunt, like all the other people just like fucking suck. Yeah. Um, and so obviously talent and money are not uh, skills that get passed along through genetics. So soon the inf- entire family fortune was basically depleted. Um, so Mariana's dad and her brother were being hounded by tax authorities. And they remembered just long enough that Mariana not only existed, but they hadn't really fucked her over and taken all of her inheritance quite yet. So she was 13 at this point. Remember they, they passed her off when she was a baby mm-hmm. and 13 years later, they decide that they're really going to get her, their hands on the rest of her fortune. So Mariana's dad, Martino, uh, spent the entire decade, like absolutely ignoring her, but then something twinged in his head where he was like, you know what? I'm going to be hell bent on making her become a nun. And we can just assume that it wasn't because he was a righteous man. Um, it never is. No, let's just agree that he either wanted assistance of the Catholic church with his money problems or he wanted to get his hands on the rest of her inheritance that he couldn't quite steal from her yet, just once and for all. Because once you become a nun, like, yeah, well, that's the thing. It's the fact that her father is the one who put her up to it. It's yeah. one thing if you're like, I want to be a nun when I grow up. But it's another thing if your father says, you are going to be a nun at the age of 13. We are selling yeah. you to the Catholic Church. Absolutely. And he did what we would expect him to do. Um, he told Mariana that he would give her all of her inheritance money if she joined a monastery, except he didn't, obviously. Um, he not only kept the money, but he straight up drove her to the monastery of St. Margaret and dropped her ass off. And on March 15th, 1589, dropped her off, never saw her again. Yeah. Like washed his hands of her. I don't even know if off. like, I don't even know if like you could have an inheritance and be a nun in a monastery. I feel like that. I feel like that's a lie from the jump. I feel like those two things can't. So just, you know, that's unfortunate. Yeah. He was like, Oh, I'll pay people to take care of you. I looked into it a little further and it was like less nefarious, but he was like, yeah, I'll make sure you're taken care of and you won't need anything. I'll pay people to keep an eye on you. He didn't do anything like all the money that he promised to make sure she would be comfortable. Like, no. Um, But Mariana wasn't a little bitch about it. Um, She decided that her father was a selfish bastard, but wasn't going to let that stop her from living her life. And so she decided to dedicate herself wholeheartedly to her position as a nun. And locals made accounts that she was like absolutely a role model and completely and like really did a good job. Um, She not only carried herself well, but she used her literacy to educate other women at the time, which is like a huge oh, deal. Because yeah. like, even in our like past century, women not being able to read was like quite common. Yeah. Um, and she ended up becoming like really well known for both being a badass who taught young girls how to read and how to like be successful. Um, they even like in a famed Italian author named Bartolomeo Zucci sent her a letter saying as much. I tried to find what he all what he wrote, and everything was in Italian. So, oh, okay. Well, a lot apparently. He did great, but he's apparently famous. Love that uh, for him in Italy. And so, eventually, like 
as nuns get sworn into the nunnery, as far as I understand it, they get like reclaimed and get a new name. Um, Mariana became known as Sister Virginia Maria after her mother. Um, but for just simplicity's sake, we're going to keep calling her Mariana. But okay. for the rest of her life, she was known as Sister Virginia. Um, and she really took to teaching young girls virtues that were highly valued at the time, like how to be pious and polite and smart and kind. And pretty much everybody assumed she was living her life by the same standards. Um, she became pretty famous for her modesty and was spent like nine years uh, just being fucking famous for being a cool nun, which nine I, years, she was only 22 at this yeah. time. Still quite I young. feel like the fact that you're prefacing that is going to tell us that she was a very cool nun. And by cool, I mean like, you know, aviator sunglasses on tipping your hat cool. Yeah, dude. Like when I was really little, before I really understood how the world worked, I wanted to be a nun. Did you like, really? Because I was like, that's so cool. You get to go off and live with like a bunch of other people. You get to make honey. You get to sing songs what? and just hang out. Like, you know, when you, I went to like, um, oh God, I was like probably like four or five. I'd go to church and we'd play all these cool ass games. And I wasn't Catholic. I didn't understand, but I was like, I want to play games my whole life. And that's what I thought being a nun was. I was going to say, I thought that you were like the non-religion religion. I didn't understand at the time. I equated, I was like four, man, four or five. I wanted to be a nun. My parents were like, cool, you do it. They didn't I tell think me like, like I my parents were like, be... that's Catholicism, you stupid piece of shit. My parents I wish like, they would have. Yeah. I wish they would have. How did you see nuns then? Like just on TV? What were you doing? On TV. And there used to be a monastery in Huntsville with the, the fathers, like all the priests. And we used to go up there and get like peanut butter and honey and stuff. And they were so fucking nice. I actually like would continue to go there because it was one of the old school monasteries where like um, some of them would have taken like a vow of silence and you could mm-hmm. go in and you could hear them or you could hear like the other fathers doing like the weird old school chants in this like crazy ass old ass cathedral. And it would be like, and then all the smoke would come up yeah. and you just be like, this is cool. Yeah. Um, I had to go to, I, I had to go to a few, uh, you know, I don't, I, I had to hang out in the Catholic church a little bit too much, yeah. which is arguably why I am the way I am today. Fair. Uh, I will say that I used to go up there in fucking booty shorts and a tank top, and I got treated like I was the cool, like just the 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 spark in those those guys' eyes. They were so fucking cool up there. Like, uh, yeah, they hadn't, you know, you know how not Catholic in a gross are way. You know what I mean? Little children. No, I, I was a yeah. grown ass. I was. I mean, I was like nineteen. You know, and I'd go up just and, like, legal enough. One of the guys uh, uh, remembered my name, had seen my dad's name in the newspaper because my dad got blown up and was like, was that your dad? And I was like, it was. He goes, I thought so. And then he gave me like a little necklace to bring my dad. And I hadn't been there in like a year and a half. Fucking remembered me and remembered my dad. Cool people. I didn't want to be a nun at that point. I just really liked the honey and the peanut butter. But it was really cool to just go up there because it was right next to uh, Pineview. I hate to break it to you. Catholicism isn't all honey and peanut butter, sweetheart. Well, the monastery got shut down, so I can't go there anymore. So you're Probably literally correct. It is no longer <laughs> honey and peanut butter for me. And I've, I've not fucked with the Catholic church since. 
You probably shouldn't. Uh, anyway, let's speaking right. of what happens anyway. when you do fuck with the Catholic <laughs> Church. Um, so Mariana was just like essentially like a hot 22 year old nun. Um, and the hot nun of Monza, which is where her monastery was, caught the attention of a young man named Giovanni Paolo Alcio. And Giovanni was quite the catch at the time, too. Dude, and anyone named Giovanni is a whore. He, you're never, right. I have never met a Giovanni that wasn't a whore. I think, isn't that Nicole Snooky from Jersey Shore's husband's name? Giovanni? I, I bet. <laughs> people baby that. Anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Nicole, if you're listening, it is But he was, he'd probably be a catch nowadays, too. Uh, he came from a good family. Uh, they had a fuck ton of like large estates in the area and like they had counts, which I guess counts run the large estates. They also might be Dracula. How, yeah, um, how do you become a count? I'll look that up. Remind because, me to look that up. Because in war, they did such a good job being like warlords that the emperors at the time were like, you know what? I'll give you land. Like they just fought and murdered their way into it, but they fought and murdered the right people to become important. So I can't be a count if I don't have land. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, you could uh, you could be like a Sesame Street count and just count. You can count all the just, different, right? All the kernels of rice you shot out of your nose today into Cora's mouth. One. One. Apparently there's a fake place called Sealand and you can pay to become a count there. Or a countess. You own a square foot of Sealand territory. <gasps> Maybe I want that for my birthday. Maybe I want that for my birthday. But it says, I, I want to be a count, though. I don't want to be a countess. Well, um, maybe they respect your uh, gender here. They respect gender fluidity. Wait, there's also establishedtitles.com. Yeah. Where we can but- just purchase, become a lord or lady today of Scottish lordship and lairdship. Title packs. Um, but this makes you own um a square foot of land. Well, which this makes you a legitimate count, not no, just no. a piece of paper. This one I can buy one square foot of land, and then I get a certificate proclaiming yes. me lady of the plot. You and have to, oh my god, you have to kind of spend a tiny bit of money to become yeah. a count. If you want to be if you want to be How a lord. If you want to be a lord or a lady or a baron or a baroness, a quick fifth or a quick fifty bucks. What? Quick- this one's way more expensive. Well, that's five just- square feet is one hundred and sixty dollars. Well, no, that's just to be a lord or lady or baron or baroness. That's nothing. That's no property. But if you want to become a duke or a duchess, six hundred and fifty-six dollars. If you want to become a count or a countess, so that's with one square foot. Two ninety one ninety nine. So let's just say two ninety two. Um, if you would like to become a sir or a dame of knighthood, um, oh, I don't want to become a sir. Thirty. It's only a to become a sir. It's only one thirty. Yeah, I want to become a sir. And so this place, Sealand, is like its own. It's a little. You can get a Sealand ID as well. Um, it's its own, like tiny little. What is that called? like a territory yeah yeah it's its own little self-identifying territory um oh wow oh i think i think i would like to ask santa claus for 
$292 so I can become a count. You know what? I want to become a sir. And remember how I spent all that money on Pratt Daddy Jewels where I was like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. I wish I hadn't done that. So I had the funds <laughs> to spend. I, I was get, okay. Here, let me tell you something. I was going to spend $130 to become a sir, not a dame. I feel like sir is better. Just kind of like you yeah. feel count is better. Yeah. But I'm going to pay an extra $19.68 to get a framed and signed certificate by Prince Michael. Who is Prince yeah. Michael? Who is Michael. who is Prince Michael? Dude, I'm Prince not Michael even, of Kent. I'm not even lying to you. I think this will cure my depression. I yeah. really think this will be it. Two hundred and nine. Okay, well, after tax, now we're talking two ninety five. Uh, I'm at two hundred three forty seven with all the bells. Oh the man! But a because, square foot and becoming a count. But I want to buy an identity card for twenty six twenty five and a piece of sea land territory for an additional twenty six twenty five, which is a final total of two hundred three forty seven. Yeah, dude, they're getting you on those add ons. I'm gonna fucking hook, line, and sinker. Oh, and I can get a coat of arms personalized. I did see that as well. And I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't want to continue to add because the personalized coat of arms is 219. You know what? <sighs> Oliver, I'm sorry. I made fun of you for sleeping naked, like a weird <laughs> Renaissance drawing. Um, I'm going to add yeah. this to my list of birthday presents that I want. And before that sounds too bratty, um, I have a very intellectual partner. Hold on my titty out. I have a very intellectual partner. <laughs> and he appreciates directness. So when mm-hmm. I s- told him earlier, take me to Smith's, get me a bag of frozen and french fries, and get me a non-edible present. Yeah. He I had to literally tell things. him that. Yeah. Because if you don't. Oh, man. And that's what you get when you have a very analytical partner. So I'm going to add this to my document called Barf Day. That's a good document. Thank wow. You. Okay. Anyway, so now, now oh, that I've got, I, I completely forgot we're doing podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now that I've got yeah. that burning a hole in my fucking pocket. Yeah. Uh. Okay. Focus. Fucking focus. So count. I can now because ah! I, I know I want to be a I want to be a sir, and then I'm going to add it to my LinkedIn profile so people at work yeah. can fucking tell on me some more. Um. <gasps> for real though. It did happen for real. Um, so anyway, the family were counts in the area, which we just found out you can buy your way into. Yes. Um, and they owned the land which bordered the hot nun monastery. Oh. So on paper, fucking chef's kiss. He's yeah. rich, comes from a good family, owns lots of land. Uh, his name is Giovanni. I looked up his Wikipedia page. Kind of a snack. Um, you say? A little bit. Yeah. Google him. I'll paste, okay, well, uh, let me paste his name into the chat. Hold on. I, I've got, I have a computer as well. Well, I, I just, <laughs> I question your literacy. Sometimes. Okay, uh, girl. Uh, what kind is of, this? Oh, no, 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 no. It's from the this, 1500s. Kind of a snack. Looks like when people say they see Jesus in burnt toast. <laughs> <laughs> no, he looks like fucking this D'Artagnan, like- man. Oh my god. He looks oh like any rendition god. of D'Artagnan ever. What picture are you looking at? Are you looking at the sepia tone one? <laughs> yeah, the one where he looks like Bert. <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say it. What kind of a snack for the time? Look at that. Ain't sure. Look sure, yeah. When people were dying of leprosy, for you know sure. What? 
if I had to tell you of every time I've dreamt of cute little tiny curtain bangs, this is what I think of. <laughs> and he has them. Yeah. You know how impossible that is to get those to lay framing your forehead that well? Look at my okay. forehead now, Noel. It's like a Trust fucking me. boiled egg. Look at that. Welcome you even told me life. earlier that I looked like an egg. I said a thumb, so come oh, correct yeah. if you're going to come right. for me. <laughs> um, but dare I say, kind of a snack. He looked like a musketeer, and I've been to it. Um, yeah, as in like the chocolate bar, and it's melted between you know, the seats of your car. Man in the Iron Mask came out right at the exact sexual awakening, where I will forever be attracted to men who look like D'Artagnan. So. Okay, that's okay. So we got there. So we yeah, figured it yeah. out. Yep. Anyway, yep, yep. Um, and but uh, in reality, he was kind of an asshole. And I would personally describe him as a Chad. Okay. Um, he had sex with everyone he could. That's Good less Chad, you know, less Chad, not mm-hmm. shitting on that. I guess I could have added on like on paper. He's fine because he's experienced. Um, but at night, uh, when he wasn't just banging anyone he could, he would go around just being a massive prick. Like he would cause problems for the locals. And he had like an escort slash entourage of men who wore those like big puffy pants with the really frilly yeah. collars that would just be like, hoity toiting around him and would just act like muscle. So you get like little Giovanni being like, ah, what's that, what's that? and then you'd come out. And then if you tried to like beat him up for being an asshole, then all of his muscle would come out and fucking kill you. I um, love that though. And it literally wasn't just fun stealing pantaloons or tapas or whatever Spanish hooligans did at that time, other than military conquests. Um, but he straight up murdered a tax collector one day. And we still don't know why. Um, because taxes, because taxes, Chelsea, we know why he was a count. They were collecting taxes. He essentially murdered the guy who paid him. So it's the principle. Okay. What's the principle of the matter? Um, and well, after he murdered him, like nothing happened to him. Um, he kind of just fucked off for a second. Yeah. It was like the 1600s. What are they going to do? You can can turn a corner. Yeah, you can. It's 1607. You can turn the corner and no one will know who you are. You take a five minute walk and people are like, who's that? I don't know. There were no IDs or social security cards. No fucking face ID. You could just poof vanish. That's why that's really what it was. I just want you to know this was the peak of technology the first bottled beer was invented in 1568 so if you think they can just run around and murder people yeah you better come correct people make alcohol in prison toilets that is nothing to write home about you could absolutely just fucking kill someone and then walk a town over and be like i'm george harrison and everyone's like (laughs) yep that's him (laughs) george harrison (laughs) um sure they also had vertical windmills. So while they weren't fighting windmills, Don Quixote, they were out murdering tax collectors in Spain. That's what we can assume. Okay. Um, I assume nobody in Spain listens to us. If you no. do, try to prove me wrong. <laughs> um, yeah. And he, like, if he may have gotten away with it, not only because he came from a really affluent family, but the real reason why he just straight up walked away from this murder. Uh, is because he happened to catch the eye of the most famous nun in the area who pretty much begged for forgiveness on his behalf. And everybody was like, yeah, sure. We'll just not charge him for murder because the hot nun thinks he's hot. Okay. And 
And if you're wondering like how Giovanni and Mariana really crossed paths, it's like we said, his family owned the land, which led right up to the monastery. And Giovanni lived right on the fucking border of that. So he was neighbors. And I Um, will say, I will say, I bet there's a bunch of people who agree with me. There is something about, and call it my, call it my religious trauma, baby. You can call it whatever you want. There's something about that, a nun habit. The whole outfit that is just fucking finger licking good. There is something about that that is just like upsetting. I would also look across, you know, the wall and be like, interesting. I will pursue that. (laughs) If I was a nun and I saw a guy running around with all his like fancy britches brigade, I'd want to know what he was up to. Yeah. I think he's out there murdering people. I want my father to be murdered. This could be convenient. Um, that's not a spoiler either. Her father lives a very long life. Oh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. Um, so, and it wasn't long until Giovanni and Mariana began a super sexy secret love affair, which would not only span years, dare I say decades, but they would also rack up a murders galore. Ooh, sexy, hot, fun times. Super hit, sexy, hot, fun times. And then she just prayed the death away. Yeah, well, they're Catholic. Stone. Yeah, it's they're fine. Catholic. They could do that. Yeah, I think that's how Catholicism works. Like she said, a Hail Mary. I've never mm-hmm. been Catholic, and I don't understand how their uh, the prompts for forgiveness goes. Presbyterians play really fast and loose, where you can just like think about being sad about something, and they're like, it's fine. I mean, that's uh, close enough. That's close enough. You yeah. do have to ask for it, but it's kind of like, you know, you just, you just go into confession on Sunday and handle it. It's no that's big fair. deal. Yeah. Uh, and really, uh, Giovanni and Mariana didn't have to try that hard to keep the affair hidden. Uh, what, and what first attracted Giovanni to Mariana may have been her rumored affluence and beauty. Uh, but after a while, it was just really convenience. They would exchange sorted letters, which Mariana would kind of like rope down into his yard, which was just right also, next to you her say, You say convenience, and I would like to say writing a sorted letter is not convenient. That's convenient it, at the time. Putting it over a wall is not convenient. I, you know what? No. That was convenient at the time. All she had to do was essentially just flick a letter out her window and he would get it because he was her neighbor. That's hella convenient, especially if you're a nun in the 1500s. Yeah, well, no, writing a sorted letter when you're a nun is inconvenient in the first place. Uh, I mean, have you, like a sorted text, I dare say, is no different. She had his fucking number and he was on speed dial. That's like the speed dial version of the 1500s as being someone's neighbor. Convenient. I mean, yes. I the the physicality, yes. The mental and emotional, no way. Uh, no fair. way. They didn't have anything else going on though. Fair. And uh the letters eventually evolved into physical contact because they got a blacksmith to just make Giovanni keys to the convent so he could come and go as he fucking please. Shut the entire fuck up. That is the best shit I've ever heard in my whole entire life. Like, this is literally on some sneaky link shit, but like 1600s version. And as in, like, yeah. I'll just make you a, um, I'll just keep a copy of 
like my key under the mat for you. Or like, you could just have a, a, my spare key. And they had to like physically go to a blacksmith to get a spare key made. So yeah. she could get her fucking pussy ate at all hours. Yeah. And That's the other incredible. nuns, like the nuns knew about it. Like nothing's going on at the time where if you have a man sneaking in and out of your covet, like people are going to know. And they honestly like helped arrange the meetings to keep famous little Mariana happy. And Giovanni had people in the church who were helping him out too. He actually had a a priest friend named Paolo Aragoni who helped persuade the nuns to keep quiet and just keep the affair going. Um, And I don't want to call this a short time. Like this wasn't just like a summer fling. Um, Mariana not only got pregnant multiple times, um, but gave birth, like her firstborn resulted in a stillbirth, uh, very sad. And the second born was a little girl named Alma who Giovanni actually adopted as his own, which was to get around the rumors of having a baby mama as a nun, but they were just like building a fucking happy family. And huh. despite not trying to hide the affair, the couple really relied on the nuns to keep their mouths shut, like, or else. And they also procured, like, abortion medicine for her. Like, she was getting pregnant all the damn time. And they would oh just go God. to, a, like, a chemist in the area and just get abortion tinctures and teas <laughs> and things of the sort. Bro, I love, what a bad bitch. What a fucking bad bitch. Also, low-key, though, have you ever thought about that? How you really, like, everyone be fucking, right? Everyone was always fucking. Everybody has been fucking for the love of fucking. You know what I mean? Like, especially back then. I mean, people were dying of, like, fucking chlamydia and shit. But You do want to think as our generation being the most sex driven, because that's like what the media tells us. But man, everybody be fucking. Yeah. Even if you don't be fucking, you be fucking sometimes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's the only thing that it's like people fucking it surpasses like the English language and written history. Like it just is what it is. But I was more like man the fucking babies we're so lucky that like living past three was a real difficult thing because like (laughs) (laughs) i feel like the earth would have been you know fucking rotted out and on fire decades ago well let's also give a shout out to the black plague because you know i mean yeah it's honestly that we needed it because imagine you yeah they're just out here fucking they don't even they don't wash their hands how are they supposed to know that you know jizz leads oh she was she was itchy all the time i guarantee um speaking of being itchy uh mariana also felt like immense guilt because she really did try to make the most out of being a nun when she first started yeah um and it wasn't until her first baby died that she was like oh my god God is trying to punish me and there's literally like, I need to fucking live my life on the straight and narrow, like bringing a dead baby into the world is not what I wanted. And God's trying to tell me to fucking stop it, you know? So she wanted to um, associate her feelings with Giovanni. Like she wanted to replace all of her infatuation with just disgust. And Noel, I feel like now's the time to get real, like real, real. You ready to get real? I have my dog in my lap because he came over. 
um, we've loved, we've loved and lost uh-huh. before. Um, whether it be like romantically or platonically, like what have you, we've had mm-hmm. things or people that we've loved. Like I once left my favorite blanket in a hotel room. I think about it all the time. Um, and at some point we just have to come to terms that there are people or things in our lives that we can't have anymore. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like how, how the fuck do you get over it? You know, like how do I get over a dead mom, a dead sister. How do I get over like the loss of the future that I thought I would have as I sit and take shit from people on the phone all day? Like, how do you get over that? Alcohol? Well, sure. We can try alcohol. (laughs) Um, But I dare say that if you think alcohol will help those emotions, therapy even, um, no medication, just establishing healthy relationships that fill your cup instead of draining it. Dare I say you're dumb and wrong. I do feel that. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. All dumb and wrong. Um, because we have to come to terms with the fact that we haven't done shit to get over our lost loves. We haven't done anything. What we drink alcohol. So what I drink alcohol and I'm happy. Go to therapy. Sure. No, I don't want to leave my house. Um, we have never tried anything in the way that Mariana tried. Is she going to murder? No. No. She's going to do even worse. Worse? This this isn't even the biggest part of the story. Worse? Worse? Mariana tried to get over Giovanni so hard that she tried to turn her irresistible infatuation with him to disgust by straight up eating his poop. Um. <laughs> Wait. Yay! Stooky, straight from the cornhole. That's how she tried to get over him. Wait, wait. Yep, wait. yep, yep. She yep. ate the shit out of his ass? She found, she, the, like- she found where he pooped and ate it. Oh like, my god. Straw in turd slurpy. God is dead. God is not she here. She thought that it would help. She was so infatuated with him that she tried to gross herself out by literally finding his turds. How down bad do you gotta be? Also, first of all, she's like, I'm just I'm so, that, that's some, that is some fucking simp shit right there. <laughs> Her being I don't like, know, man. I I well, I fuck with that dude so heavy. I'll eat this shit out of his fucking dude, ass. She was eating his poop because she wasn't fucking with him anymore. Yeah, that's she what she trying says. to not fuck with him. That's what she says. That's what it's she like, says now after someone caught her eating shit. <laughs> He was it's, like, I would eat 10,000 miles of shit just to see whose ass it came from. That's what she said. It's the equivalent of like, you know, when you're like, oh, I'm going to talk to my ex again. And your friends are like, no, they were so mean to you. Remember when they called you a bitch on your birthday? And you're like, oh, yeah, your friends are feeding you emotional shit and we're eating it. We have never tried to just physically literally eat it. Swallow a poop. <laughs> I really do feel like this is some simp shit. I feel like she's come back and tried to be like, no, it was what I was doing to try to help get over him. Yeah, sure. Yep. 
just because no, like they weren't together at the time. Yeah, just like they broke up. Don't get hard when they get peed on. Sometimes, well, sure. We don't know what they did, but she did eat his poop, hoping clearly that- some freaky shit. Because that's what the first thing she, she was went to, hoping that it would gross her out, that she would just stop wanting to have his babies, mm-hmm. dead or alive, man. <laughs> she was just consuming poop, yeah. and that's not even like the craziest part of the story. I wish we could end the story at this point. Eating okay. the poop. Is only a chapter. Poop. No hell. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Poop. Human uh-huh. poop. Gross. <laughs> and you know their diets are garbage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, she did what she could. It's like blood, sausage, and potato shit. <laughs> oh, that's so gross. Uh. Oh, coming out of a fucking hemorrhoid asshole looking oh like a God. gross husband put down a Remember when that bird disposal. pooped on me? What if I just turned and licked it off? I would have killed you. And I was like, I'm so mad at that bird. I want to hate it forever. And then I just. <laughs> blip, blip, blip. I would killed you. I would have ended your life. I would have just taken your head and put it underwater. I would have. Oh my you. God. I wouldn't even have struggled. I would have just immediately gone. Limp. <laughs> um, but you know what? Noel, what? you can only eat so much of a person's poop before you decide to love them again. Yeah, no shit, dude. She literally always wanted to. No shit. Literally no shit, man. Um, That's what her game always was. <laughs> and you know what? If he goes back and he kisses her right on her shit-covered mouth, I, those two belong together. I don't give a fuck what God says. He not only kisses her on her shit-covered mouth, but he gets her pregnant like a lot more times. Hell yeah. Um, Honestly, fuck yeah, dude. I'm so it. into them at this L- point. No literally ass to mouth that is true love right there she's like i'm gonna eat your shit he's like well pucker up bitch. <laughs> your mouth. you mrs giovanni now wipe her up in fact uh and the after like mariana was so emboldened with her belly full of raw poop <laughs> that she decided that she was just gonna divorce god and yeah. get herself into a relationship with giovanni yeah um, and she was just letting the Catholic Church foot the bill. Um, but after a while, though, like, it did piss the nuns off because, like, they'll handle some, like, you know. You were banging. fucking up the mic with your dog. I am so sorry. He, like, he just needed attention. He was being cute. And then he wanted down. I don't know what to do. <laughs> um, he's precious and perfect. And I'll never deny him my attention. Um, so the nuns became pissed because they're like, you know what? You were being a good nun at one point, but after a while, like now that you're divorcing God, but still pretending to be a nun, like we're going to start like spreading rumors about you, which is like just such a passive aggressive bitchy thing to do, but I love it. Um, And in the summer of 1606, um, one nun got fed up enough that she told Giovanni and Mariana that she was just going to turn him into the cardinal himself. They're going to be like, yep, I know you've been fucking. I know you've had babies. I know you've had abortions. Um, I know that you say you're divorced from God. I'm going to tell the cardinal everything. And Mariana was like super desperate to keep the affair quiet and begged Giovanni to do something like literally anything. Um, so he like publicly held a baby execution in front of the other nuns in the monastery yeah he went to the monastery with his key brought all the nuns gathered them around 
and chopped this nun into tiny little pieces, took her head off, flung it into a Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I thought you were saying he cut up a baby. He got the nun. Got the nun in front of the other nuns. And Mariana doubled down and was like, guess what? You say anything, you're fucking next. Like, she was all into it, too. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up murdering people in front of other people. Yes, dude. You know Um, what they say? Snitches get their head fucking cut off. Put it on a shirt. Market it for the masses. Um, and it really doesn't matter what century you're in. Um, but if a nun goes missing and then everyone's really sus about it, rumors really begin to amplify and eventually like paranoid people start doing paranoid things. Um, Giovanni and Mariana tried to kind of quell the rumors by just saying that the nun ran away and they told all the other nuns to say the same thing. Um, but Eventually, like Giovanni started to get like really paranoid um, and he was convinced that somebody in the monastery was just spilling his secrets. And whether or not any of the nuns actually had the chance to tattletale on them is completely unknown. But Giovanni wasn't going to take it to chance and just started to fucking kill them all. Um, He started hacking nuns from here to Christmas, um, chopping them up and decapitating them in like really gruesome murder scenes. And he was so thorough that he not only got his hands on as many nuns as he could, but he got the blacksmith who made them a key like a decade earlier. And then he went to the local apothecary and killed the person who was mixing up abortion juice from Mariana the whole time. That's shitty. See, no, kill the fucking tattletailing nuns, whatever. But don't, not the homies. Oh, he killed them all, man. Oh, like by hacking him to death, not even in like a cool way where he just comes up behind him and slits their throat. He just like chased them and chopped them until they fucking died. Oh, see, I knew every Giovanni was a cunt. I knew this. Yep. Um, Unless, Nicole, I know you're listening. If you want to speak up for your husband. No. Oh, maybe it's Gianni. Her husband's Gianni. Never mind. Probably also a cunt. Uh, <laughs> and eventually the, the archbishop at the time caught wind of the scandal yeah no shit he goes from <laughs> having like 150 nuns to like three yeah and they're <laughs> no all crying and scared shit. yeah um so he ordered a full investigation of like what was happening to all the nuns in the monza area and the murders fine he heard about those but he was also really concerned about the births the abortions, uh, the sordid affairs, and everything else that went down. Um, So in 1607, he had Giovanni arrested for his crimes. And then later in the year, November 27th, 1607, uh, Mariana was interrogated, and all her co-conspirators were dragged in as well. Um, And not everybody, like, got off as easy as Mariana did at first. Um, She originally claimed that she was under diabolic forces, which removed her free will. And for a time, this did satisfy the interrogators. Yeah, Um, they're Catholics. Of course, you say the devil made you do it. Absolutely. Um, Which even works even to this day. Um, Yeah. And it it didn't, shit didn't like more so hit the fan or the mouth um, until (laughs) Giovanni's priest friend, like, uh, Paolo Aragoni. He was interrogated from fucking November 19th to March 27th. Like, damn. And he kept it together, though, for that long. He 
so kept it together that the church got really pissed off about him, like keeping tight lipped and just being like, I don't know what you're talking about. Mariana says she was influenced by demons. That must be the truth. Mm-hmm. Um, that the church was like, okay, let's do a secondary round of interrogations on Paulo and on Mariana. So in May and June of 1608, so the next year, uh, they started their secondary interrogations. And by interrogations, we clearly mean torture. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they eventually yeah, yeah, yeah. admitted to everything. Isn't that oh, no idiot? shit. Um, they spilled the beans on God and the internet. Um, even like the fucking doorman, people's wives, they all started getting threatened with torture. It was like the Blair Witch, tri- or not the Blair Witch Trials, the Salem Witchcraft Trials, where they were like, you were involved, you were involved, you were involved. And so many people were threatened with torture that they were like, yeah, fuck, what do you want me to admit to? Yeah, I saw him banging, I saw him sneaking in. Like, anybody who knew anything was like 100% just coming forward so that they wouldn't get tortured. Um, They were now at the point less afraid of being murdered by Giovanni, who had been arrested, than they were of like, you know, the Catholic Church torturing them. So they just picked their evil and went with just telling the Catholic Church what they wanted to hear. Um, and if you're wondering how Giovanni got out of the torture, um, I'm glad you asked, Noel. Uh, he just dipped the fuck out by literally escaping prison and disappearing. Um, on his way out, though, he did try to murder two more nuns. Um, sisters Benedetta and Ottavia were beaten, discarded, and left for dead. Uh, Benedetta was left in a ditch and Octavia in a river. Um, ma'am, did we lose you? Ma'am? Ma'am? We lost Noel. Hold on. I guess we have to stop. I don't know what to do. Do I just keep recording? I've never done this before. I wonder if her new computer died. Ma'am? I'm going to reach out to her on Slack. I'm just going to keep typing ma'am. Maybe I should save this. Oh, her power went out. Okay, she just texted me. I'm going to find out if she wants me to keep recording. This is weird. What do we even do in this situation? I guess I'll just keep recording. She's answering me now. I'm hanging on here with bated breath. Uh... Oh, okay. So the power went out for the entire block. Um, I guess I'll just finish the episode. And then if we need to, uh, we can always record where we left off. I'll leave it up to her. I'm going to let her know what I'm doing. This is so weird. Uh, So I've never actually finished out the podcast before, but let's uh, just fucking go wild. I'll use this time to say that Noelle wanted to apologize profusely for her terrible sticker ideas and wanted to personally thank every one of you who bought the Princess Diana sticker. And uh, she will commit seppuku at a appropriate time. But as for now, we're just going to keep it going. Um, So what happened was, Giovanni tried to start killing nuns on his way out of town, and he only really got his hands on two. 
One survived, one didn't. She was found in the river and did succumb to her injuries. So after Giovanni dipped out, like he started living his best life in brothels and was hooking up with men, women, was really just like kind of living the life while Mariana was literally sentenced to 13 years of being walled into a four by nine cell um, in a specific monastery. Um, and the name of this monastery or convent, I think we've been calling it, um, if we're using these terms interchangeably, please forgive us. We don't have an editor who checks on our episodes, but Mariana spent out the 13 years in a four by nine cell in a place called the sisters of St. Valerie. And this covenant was for women who were, you know, quote unquote, tainted by men, which offered spiritual paths for the redemption of fallen nuns like Mariana. So essentially anyone who wasn't a virgin got sent here while the men that they hooked up with or who got impregnant essentially got to go live their lives as you know, we love to see from time to time. She did try for that entire 13 years to repent her sins to a cardinal named Borromeo, but ultimately she served her sentence, literally bricked up in a wall, and managed to survive the 13 years living on the literal bare minimum. And after the wall, like they tore the wall down so that she could come out of her cell, she was just so resigned and saddened or repentant, whatever you think she was, um, that she decided to live out the rest of her life in solitude until her death in 1650 at the age of 74. Um, and as for Giovanni, like his child, even though he wasn't there because he escaped jail slash prison, um, his trial was much different, obviously. They decided that after he was gone for nearly a decade, he was just sentenced to death in absentia, which literally means that uh, they sentenced him to death, but they're like, he's not here. And then just kind of wiped it from the books. Like they didn't have people looking for him. They didn't have people trying to bring him to justice. There was a bounty on his head, but nobody was out there really trying to track this guy down. Like essentially, again, he got off with a literal slap on the wrist. And he didn't really get by by for long, though. Um, eventually, like a lot of his ways caught up to him. And while he was partying in Milan with his friend, the Count of uh, Leandrio Cesario Taverna, I'm sure I said that perfect. Um, Giovanni wore out his welcome with one of his closest friends. And for reasons unknown, Giovanni's friend lured him into the basement of his palace in Corso Monforte and had him murdered with sticks. And I don't know why they would say murdered with sticks instead of like stabbed or beaten. So use your imagination, but what a murder with sticks would be, and then wrap it up into probably the worst of it. And that's how Giovanni died. And I said earlier that there was a pretty large bounty placed on Giovanni's head for his crimes, but his friend never actually turned him in for the bounty money because he did have a price on his head dead or alive. Um, and for reasons that we may never know, his friend, instead of turning him in and getting like a fat paycheck, decided to just brick his ass up in the wall. And people allege that he is still haunting his little wall coffin to this day. Um, whether or not his body is still there remains to be unknown. So essentially that's it. That's the end of the episode. Noel's heroes um, lived out the rest of their lives in a kind of shitty way. I mean, I guess Giovanni got a party for a while, 
Um, but Mariana ended up just like throwing herself full force into a nun and was so fucking popular that she has been essentially immortalized, not only in history, but also in Italian literature, um, Italian movies, Italian fables, stories, old wives tales and art. Like look up Mariana and she was kind of a snack in herself. I mean, I know that I said Giovanni looks like D'Artagnan and Noel's texting me right now saying that all of my opinions are correct and that she apologizes for ever saying I was wrong. But yeah, that's essentially the end of the episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you for putting up with all the weird microphone issues that I had when I was holding my dog. Please, please, please feel free to check us out on Instagram. Um, If you just Google Chelsea and Noel go to hell, you'll be able to find us. Um, Sharing definitely helps. If you guys ever want to make art out of anything we talk about on the podcast, feel free to do it. You don't need our permission. You only need our blessing, um, which we are giving you fully in this medium right now. Make money off the ideas. um, Spread the love. I got a phone call today from the Pause for Cause charity saying that the donation we made from our stickers actually did help somebody get a dog. And that person actually called me and left a voicemail thanking us for that. Um, She was able to procure a service dog in part thanks to the donations we gave. So if you guys ever have an idea or a charity you want us to offer, let us know. Um, Definitely feel free to check us out. Noelle's at Noelle Fayen. On Instagram and on Twitter, I'm at Harpy, H-A-R-R-R-P-Y, unless you guys think of something better. But again, thank you guys so much. Sorry that Noelle's power went out. Uh, I think she's fine being punished for all of her terrible opinions, but, you know, only time will tell. So have a great rest of the day and hail Puffin. Take care. Hey, everyone. Sorry for that abrupt end. In the middle of the episode, well, actually more like towards the end. My entire neighborhood's power went out and didn't come back on until 4 a.m. the next day. Um, So you will hear the rest of this episode next week. Um, Till then, make sure to follow us on social media. I'm at Noelle Fain on everything. Um, Chelsea is at Harpy, which I think is H-A-R-R-R-P-Y. Yes. Um, And then you can follow the podcast, Go to Hell podcast on everything as well. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all the good things. Um, If you subscribe to Patreon, please make sure you add your address to that Google form we have in there. We do have some special stuff going out to you guys. Um, And most of all, most importantly today, as always, I can say it with my entire chest since Chelsea's not here for this. Hail Satan.